0: All right, welcome back. You know, this is a very unusual election cycle because you know, Donald Trump was president, then lost his his reelection campaign and now he's back at it. The incumbent meanwhile, President Joe Biden, um his polling numbers are are falling. And so there are all kinds of other factors that are factoring in here that make this primary season so intriguing so interesting and the fact that Donald Trump has such a sizable lead over the rest of the pack in the Republican Party um only I think proves that it's really important for those sitting behind Donald Trump to do whatever is necessary to make a name for themselves in a positive way and and they're able to 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 at least close the gap a little bit and in certain states. And I think that's what we've seen a little bit from Nikki Haley, but she hasn't pulled away. I I think like she would have, have liked and expected, even though her numbers are trending in a positive direction. Ron Stevenson is the director of debate at Wayne state university and joins us as we gear up for the debate in Iowa tonight and ahead of the Donald Trump town hall on Fox news. Ron, good to have you back.
1: Hey, thanks Chris. Always good to be here.
0: Um, what do you what do you expect to see tonight in the Haley DeSantis debate? Because we are getting, uh, you know, we're within days of the the caucus in Iowa and and they really need to start making moves. Do you anticipate the bickering and the fighting and the nitpicking uh, between them or do you expect them to take aim at Donald Trump?
1: I would expect both. Okay. There, this is very much do or die time for both of them, more for DeSantis, because I think this is, if he doesn't come out and have a strong showing and place second in Iowa, it might be the end of his campaign. But they have to sort of, you know, do both of those things at the same time. I don't think either of them really have a great chance at beating Trump. I and mean, the only way anybody in the Republican field beats Trump is if there's only one other person and everybody gets the support that isn't for Trump currently. So, you know, a lot of it is also, as you've mentioned, placement for the future, maybe 2028 aspirations. But the only person that seriously has a chance, or at least is trending in the right direction, is Haley. And, you know, she can take second in Iowa. She's in single digits in New Hampshire, potentially pull something out there. Then she's got a shot down the road, depending upon how Trump's legal battles play out. But this debate really is important. Um, especially given it's only two people on the stage and it's the first time we've really seen them.
0: So Chris, Chris, Chris Christie, Vivek Ramaswamy, they didn't qualify for this debate. Do you feel like this is the end of the road for their campaigns too? Yes. um, I actually think
1: it would be for the Haley campaign. She would like to have seen Christie end it much earlier because she's hoping to swing his support in New Hampshire her way, which really would narrow and make New Hampshire an interesting battle for Trump. I and mean, I think even the Trump campaign notices that as they started to run advertising against her. But yeah, I, I, they don't really have a shot. They the longer they stay in, the only thing that does is guarantee that Trump wins in a crowded field, which I think is hopefully what the Trump campaign uh, is looking to see happen.
0: Obviously, they're going to make um, their really their last public final appeal to to Iowa. Uh, to to the to the people of Iowa, do you believe that um, they will strike a tone in the state of Iowa in a in a in a meaningful way to cut into that lead that Donald Trump has? Because I think what they say tonight is going to carry a lot of weight in that state as we lead up to Monday.
1: I agree. It's sort of all, you know, the recency effect. The last thing that somebody says is the most often thing that you remember. And I think their campaigns are aware of that. The big question is, what can they do really to offset Trump in a meaningful way? And they really haven't found that message yet. Um, Unless there is some new strategy that they've been holding on to um, that they're going to utilize in tonight's debate, I think they're going to strike the same chords that really haven't been overly effective in cutting into his lead.
0: You you took the words right out of my mouth because my my question is, what what can they pull out of their bag of tricks? Because he has such a sizable lead that it is it it feels like these debates are for others it almost feels like these messages and what they're saying is going to go towards the people of New Hampshire towards South Carolina certainly people in the state of Michigan are going to be watching what they say because it it almost feels like Iowa's a, a foregone conclusion for Donald Trump so that that this is almost more of a of a at least from my perspective less of an Iowa message and more to those voters in early primary states that are coming up, because if they can make hay in those states, they may have a shot. But it just feels like this debate tonight carries a lot for them, maybe not so much in the state of Iowa, but for those other early primary states.
1: Yeah, I agree. This is really sort of the sounding bar. This is the metric that will set the tone for them for the rest of the campaign. And it's not just about Iowa. Um, I mean, Haley has almost explicitly commented this sort of in her New Hampshire discussions where she's already kind of making this statement like, well, hopefully New Hampshire can correct the outcome of the caucus, Mm -hmm. which is almost admitting defeat. Um, And I do agree, as we've said before, that a lot of this might just be for 2028, Mm -hmm. um, sort of positioning themselves for an after Trump environment. Um, DeSantis puts himself in a position to hopefully get Trump's supporters as they currently exist, Haley, you know, has posited herself as sort of the pre-Trump conservatism candidate. Um, and it's sort of a battle for maybe uh, the nature of the Republican Party after Trump and after 2024.
0: Do you still feel like the the questions are poignant in the sense that they're going to continue to harp on the economy? They're going to continue to focus on maybe the situation at the southern border. They're going to continue to focus on geopolitical uh, situations involving in the Middle East and, and certainly uh, in other places like Ukraine, are are those still the 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 pillars of what you expect the questions will be tonight to the to the pair?
1: Yeah, I, those will be the primary components. I'd add abortion to that list. Mm-hmm. I think Haley is well positioned to utilize that to her advantage because her position on a, abortion um, has been more effective than Desantis's, at least thus far. Um, but the talking points will be the same. The question is. How do you work around those same issues to, you know, for DeSantis to attack Haley and Trump and for Haley, you know, to attack DeSantis and Trump, but primarily Trump from Haley's perspective? Because I think that's, you know, who she needs to be focusing on.
0: You know, I always look at who hosts these debates, and and I think that kind of puts you in a frame of mind of the type of questions that will be asked. I I do wonder um because this is on CNN I do wonder if many of the questions will also focus on Donald Trump and and the the his continued legal battles the 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 type of mounting legal trouble he finds himself in the question of presidential immunity um do, do you believe that that those questions will be asked of these candidates their 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 opinions of Donald Trump and the current status of of of, of his situation in the legal system.
1: Yes. And I believe that they will have practice um, in terms of how they're going to answer those questions. They definitely had some mock debates um, and prep work prior to how they want to deal with these questions, which is also difficult given, you know, the, it's radically changing, you know, it's day to day. It seems to be something different and how the cases have played out, but they'll have a stock line about, you know, what they think about, how Donald Trump's legal challenges should be handled. I think Haley will go back to the, you know, it's just the reason why he might lose the general sure. election. So she's a better candidate. She would probably, you know, pardon him. So that makes it an aside for her. And DeSantis is going to echo sort of the same claims of he can understand why, you know, Trump is being attacked because mm-hmm. it's, you know, a democratic attack and he's the alternative to that. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I do think it'll be the same talking points, the same main issues, but they really need fireworks. They got to land a line tonight because, you know, this is, you know, do or die time for both campaigns.
0: Yep. Jab, jab, uppercut, land the knockout if you can. And, and I'm looking forward to a little more uh, uh, in-depth answers to some of these questions because there's only two of them on stage. They got a little more time. They got a little more space. So I'm looking at uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. Uh, Ron Stevenson at Wayne State, the director of debate. Thanks so much. Appreciate your time as always. Thanks, Chris. Have a great one. Yeah, you do the same. Eight hundred eight five nine zero nine five seven. You watching these debates tonight. What are you looking for? We'll get to your calls, your texts coming up next on JR Afternoon.